Hey Warriors, this is Amy. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to the Unqualified Therapists, Inc. You have to leave it in. Wow. I played some video games in my time. Not you don't I'm looking say. at the Nintendo here, so... You don't say. You don't say. <laughs> Hello, Warriors. As you notice, we have a new nickname for you guys, and we just wanted to talk about what that word means to us, especially since Amy <laughs> has it tattooed permanently on her body. Just remember that. Um, <laughs> I mean, you would think that would be... Yeah. Um, so... I was just telling Sarah that I looked it up in the dictionary because I really was thinking about putting this word on my arm. Um, and it means a brave or experienced fighter. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, all of you that are listening and I think all of us, you know, Sarah and I are warriors. We are um, continuing to fight the good fight and keep moving forward. Yes. And I love, so your tattoo is warrior, but the, mm-hmm. it's an arrow. Yep. So the warrior is the stem of the arrow. And what's the meaning of the arrow? Moving forward. Yes. And I got that, um, I planned it out really right in the midst of the grief. Um, and I just wanted to like remind myself like that I am a warrior and that I'm going to keep moving forward. And we talk a lot about that moving forward and mm-hmm. taking just those baby steps um, in our very first bonus episode. Yes. Yes. So um, Sarah's going to tell you a little bit about how you can possibly listen to that, which is um, most definitely rated R. <laughs> yes. So our bonus episodes are going to be found on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. That is where you can... If you feel so inclined and you like <laughs> us, um, can, can donate a tad of money and you get access to things that are uh, exclusively for our Patreons. And you'll find bonus episodes, you'll find digital download content, you'll find yoga classes, you'll find polls where we ask you questions about what you want to hear on future episodes and all the other good stuff that only is for our exclusive Patreon members. Yes. And we're super excited about it, and I'm pretty stoked. And one of the tiers is the Warriors. Yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so our bonus episode is, our first bonus episode is um, very unfiltered. We are very unfiltered in this regular podcast, but (laughs) I just listened back today (laughs) to it, (laughs) and it is extremely unfiltered. So, um, but really, we're just being real with you. It's like as if you were sitting with us having a drink and um, telling you things that we probably, I I mean, I said things in there I've never told anyone. Yeah. Um, Same here. Yeah. So it was was some honest shit. Yeah. We just want you to 
um, you know, in that way, know that you're not alone if you're thinking these things too. Right. And afraid to put it out there and say it out loud. Yeah, so this is a discussion between us where uh, we were brutally honest, um, maybe a little not PC. Oh, places. no, no, there is zero PC. Um, <laughs> but there is, there is explanation as to what we mean by the things that we yeah, say. Yeah, please don't take offense. I'm guessing, though, that if you're going to, you know, donate money to us and support us in that way, you're not going to take offense because you, know yeah. you knew where our heart is. Right. Yeah. It was just what was in our hearts at the time. Yeah. And yeah. it came out. It and came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to do um, bonus episodes on there um, periodically, and like um, Sarah said, there will be some of my booty yoga classes, she will teach yoga, and um, hopefully her guided meditation, which is yeah. like so lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I only did it once, and I still remember it. Aww. It is really a beautiful um, experience. So hopefully we'll give you some tools um, that can help you be warriors and keep on fighting a good fight a good fight every day yeah i think i just want to say one more thing about your tattoo yes because it's the arrow we have to remember that to go forward the arrow has to be pulled back yeah first so that is what being a warrior is being pulled back and being able to project forward afterwards that's right i don't know if you remember but like i think i'm i I, ta- I showed you this at the tattoo parlor. I yeah. sent it to you. You sent a picture of me at the park. Yeah. Yeah. There was only a couple people I did that to, and I sent that to her, and Aww. I was like, do you, what do you think? Are you okay? Well, because <laughs> like, you're they, like, it's a little late now, but what do you No, think? no. It's when they put the ink on. <laughs> oh, the ink on. Right. When right. she puts the ink on, you have this moment. Right. Of where you're like. panic. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. you can decide. Mm-hmm. If this is if you're happy with this, because if you're not, so like every time she puts the ink on, I'm always taking a picture and sending it to like three loyal people to like tell me for real, and um, yeah. So and then they then she respells it multiple times out loud. Oh yes. And then we spell it back, and then somebody else. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Sarah, I did send that to Sarah um, just before it got permanently put on my body. <laughs> Oh, man. For my tattoo on my arm there, I had a moment of pure panic. And I was like, he's like, is this good? And I was like, it's beautiful. And I'm thinking to myself, it's fucking huge. (laughs) That's what she said. And in comes Mike. (laughs) Wow. I was going to hold off and say introduce me, but you can't just let that go. He couldn't let that go. I couldn't let that go. You had to to Michael Scott your way in. Yes. Mike. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was a good one, though. You really couldn't let that one go. No, good segue. I, would, I wouldn't yeah. forgive myself. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't live with it. Good segue into our episode today. So we are sitting with Amy and her boyfriend, Mike. And we're going to talk about, as you guys know, that Amy is a widow and lost her husband. A year and a half. A year and a half. Thank you. I almost said two and a half, but it's been a year and a half ago. Oh, gosh, it feels and, um what that journey's been like in dating and finding such a suitable suitor. <laughs> suitor. Wow. Dang. Suiting uh, it up over here. So uh, Mike Mike has done the right stuff. He's a like, great way to baby. describe him. He's like the he's like new kids. Yeah. He's got the right stuff. He oh, can oh, do oh. the dance. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh. Side note, I think it's ridiculous and I don't know another word we've tried. To have a boyfriend at 42, I'm like, a boyfriend? What? Well, what like, are you going to call him? Your man friend? No, I don't <laughs> know. 
<laughs> That's why I said. Well, I don't know. And then I think I looked up uh, your partner. I know. Then we said partner, and that's too lame. And and then we're like, I, I I think I started looking up partner in different languages just to see. <laughs> yeah. And I like looked up. I'm like, oh, Italian's a good language, and Spanish is good, and French is good. Well, what what? And I can't remember. They were like all ridiculous, like oh, partner or something. <laughs> and there was like a there was like a like a like a male one and a female one or something. And I'm like. Which one do I use? Do I use like since I'm a guy, do I say the male one or if I'm talking about a, like a girl, yeah. do I use a female one? I'm like I don't understand all these languages. Well, what so, about Lebanese? Or that, yeah, that could be a oh like a husband. Yeah, like a part well partner. Partner. I'm not sure in Arabic. I'm not sure. I will, I will ask Big Jiddy tomorrow. Yes. And find out. Yeah, because there's got to be something better than boyfriend. I mean, I'll I'll be fine with it. I don't really like even say anything. I'm like, this is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> This is my mic. Come, I mean, like, come to I, your own conclusions I kind of about feel like why he's here. If he's here, <laughs> don't we realize like there's yeah, this guy I'm... just picked up on the side road. And <laughs> we just hang out sometimes. Well, first, Amy, tell us about what spot were you in in your life when yes. Mike came along. That is a great question, and I'm glad that we will talk about that. I that was so it was a year ago. So it was December of last year. And Scott had passed away in um, May. And, but the thing that, you know, not everyone knew was that Scott and I had split up in January of, of 19. No, yeah, 19. Not in a bad way, like just in a way of like, you know, I think that to get healthy, we have to be apart. Mm-hmm. We both got on Bumble. And my favorite thing that I did was um, his Bumble profile for him because he was getting these wacko do <laughs> women. And I'm like, there's no way. I was like, oh, gosh. I was like, it's because it says this. And it's because you have this picture. <laughs> and so we were very playful about it. And so it wasn't like, a th- I don't know, it just wasn't a thing. And we had committed to um, still being a family and still doing holidays and still doing everything of that nature together, raising our kids together. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, So so it's not like, he passed away and I started dating. Right. I had been dating prior to that. But once he passed, I was seeing someone sort of. And um, that kind of just, it just went downhill. And I'll explain why later. So I had just, I'm, I was just done. I was kind of just over it. And um, the holidays were going to be really hard. And I knew that. And I was just, I just, you know. So I went out with my girlfriend, Kate. And we, um, I did, wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't. Now, normally, we're on the prowl, and she's, like, my wing woman, and she's got this, like... <laughs> on the prowl. <laughs> ...whole thing she does for me so that I can, like, meet people. She's quite good at it. And, um, but not this night at all. We were just there to have fun. So, that's, that's kind of, like, what this headspace I was in. I was not looking. I was not thinking about it. I knew the holidays were coming up. I knew it was going to be hard as fuck and I you're not gonna bring somebody into that shit like come on right you know so um yeah I was just out for you know to try to forget about it for a few hours and then so I was off the apps at that point and so then Mike what what place were you at in your life question oh me I was I was on a tear Uh, oh my god (laughs) well so I uh (laughs) Buckle up, um, everybody. Well, I, I, I was married. I was with the, the mother of my son, 10 years about. Married for seven. Didn't work out. We split in April of 18. You know, we were separated We were separated the whole time since we split. I was single, and I wasn't single, like, a lot before that. So I was kind of catching up. <laughs> and, uh, 
he I was like he was like the king of Tinder. Like I was totally fine with being. I was. I guess I I got to the point where um you know since my marriage didn't work out and and I felt pretty much mainly responsible because you know the things she would say like why you know she was leaving stuff is is all the things I did or didn't do and I knew that and I, like not that she wasn't fault for certain things but I, I knew that like I was slack and I could have been better and I was just like conv- I convinced myself I'm like you're just not good you're not a good partner like you're just better by yourself you know you just you can be selfish or you know lazy procrastinating it's just you know. Like, in small doses, I felt like I was good. That's why I was so good, like, dating and stuff, like, just here and there. But, like, being, like, a serious boyfriend, I'm like, nah, it's just not going to work out. And I'm like, you know, I figured, like, if I do get in another relationship, I'm just going to eventually do something. You know, they're going to get tired of me. And then eventually they're going to leave. So there's no point even starting it, you know. So that's how, like, I kind of was thinking, like, I'm just not going to be in a relationship anymore. I'll just kind of have fun and do whatever. That part of my life is pretty much done. Probably not going to happen again. Can so. we pause for just a second? Because I want to say that I bet that a lot more men feel the same way that you do and have never voice that out loud. Yeah. And that that, like, honesty yeah. makes so much sense. And that it actually surprises me to know that a man can feel the same insecurities that women feel. Because I always feel like that men are just like, I got this. Yeah. You know, like 100% of the time. They just have this, like, I mean, very sometimes super unearned confidence right like, <laughs> right i mean I, you had all the confidence in the day no, I mean, not I'm, the relationship I, like i'm confident in myself like i just know like you know i know i'm a good person and everything but like of course as far as like being like a good boyfriend i just i didn't really feel confident like, confident at all on that i was definitely not you know looking at all for like you know a, a partner or anything right so and neither she so we were both, yeah. in, both in the same boat and i that. and i and i think i want to add like i was still pretty deep in grief like Right. In his place of like, like I said, it was like, it was, it was icky. It was Christmas. It was like, you don't want to be a part yeah. of this shit. So yeah. So neither one of us had right. any intention of having a relationship. So you were making an assumption that nobody would want to be a part of what you were going through. Oh yeah. And you were making the assumption that you couldn't be a good partner. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. That is, ins- I just wanted to like. You just made that. Whew. Wow. And then enter, enter. Mike <laughs> and Amy. <laughs> Stage right. left and right. Literally. <laughs> You were out at the craft house. Shout Sponsor out. us. Sponsor Shout us out at the craft house. house. Bowling. Sponsor Is it bowling? Is it bowling? <laughs> In bowling. Um, yes, yeah, it is. Yes. We, yes. Um, I don't know. Just we, like, since then, I think Mike's and I have been there like, I don't even know, 20 times. So, <laughs> sponsor us. Sponsor yeah, us. Yeah, more, more than any other place, for sure, is mm-hmm. that place. Great live music, great food, and beer. Yes. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. The, the story of us meeting is... One that people, I don't think they believe it when I tell them because it does seem a little bit unreal. Because in this day and age, people just don't meet. Um, under under like natural circumstances. Natural circumstances. This is like the first, I think she's the first one I <laughs> met post-marriage that in real life. Yeah. At first, you know. Right. Like, like I didn't meet, like meet on an app or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. Talk at first and then meet up. Like right. I just met her. Yeah, yeah. It's not really Tinder common. Sp- sponsor us too. <laughs> <laughs> Do not sponsor. Right? He could be your or post- Bumble. We talk about Bumble too. Bumble and Tinder. Bumble Tinder. Bumble Tinder. Craft House. Yeah, yeah. You, you know get? what? Bumble. Actually, I will. Yeah. yeah. Sponsor, sponsor us. I will say great things about you. So we, yeah, we met naturally, and and that happened on a dance floor at the craft house where I don't dance, I don't go out there. It just, I was out there because my um, girlfriend Kate needed me. (laughs) 
And so I, I hurried out there because she was being swarmed by the men, as always. And I was like, get away, get away, get away. And so that's why I went down there. And then I just stayed. It was a great band. I just stayed down there and wanted to watch her, but also because I think I started dancing. In my vision of this story, version, I should say, not vision, version, I turn over my right shoulder because I feel like someone like behind me and there's Mike. Ta-da! I do believe he started dancing with me. He Well, I I think I was just kind of solo dancing like a like a cool cat, you know. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh my god. And I say that with all the sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was just kind of like standing there watching the band kind of just kind of grooving out a little bit. I felt like that she started kind of like backing up into me, started dancing with me, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'll dance with you." So, <laughs> I I I really <laughs> I really don't know. I it could it could be either either way. But I our really, memories are unclear. Um, yeah. it and, could be either way. Yes. And what I do remember for sure is that I said to him, I said, "You don't want any parts of this." I was like, "I am a widow with so much baggage." You might know made me think of just now is you ever see Ricky Bobby in the movie? I didn't, but I've. Oh really? No. Okay. Well, somebody listen had to see Ricky Bobby, and there's like scenes throughout the movie. Where Tim Meadows, he's uh, in in his band. Yeah. And he like it starts out like small and it goes like bigger. Like he he'll he'll bust in a room. Oh no, sorry, I'm saying the wrong movie. Uh, not Ricky Bobby. Um, parody Johnny Cash movie. Um, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox. Story. Yeah, Walk Hard. Walk Hard. Yes. Yeah. So uh-huh. so funny. And um, so he'll bust in the room and John it's, C. Riley. Anyways, yeah, go on. he'll bust in the room and then like Tim Meadows like has like like we the first time he's like what are you doing he's like this is marijuana dude you don't want no part of this <laughs> and, and then just keeps going like this is cocaine and then, like it just like it's, you know it gets harder and harder but that just made me think you want <laughs> like I'm Dewey he's like you don't want no part of this <laughs> but I just keep coming back like Dewey yeah. like, I just I'm yeah. like no I, I definitely I want, want part of this I, yeah you're telling me I don't want a part of this I definitely and want part this of this is this is the truth he just kept coming back but I really didn't never intended to have another relationship maybe a partner maybe someone who i don't know we could like do life together um but i never intended on another relationship and i was really only dating just to like distract myself yeah that was it yeah so yeah so i'm like you don't want no part of this and uh he's like so i can give you guys a ride home yeah i know they definitely thought i was a serial killer i think yeah (laughs) I, definitely in my mind I'm like I'm just being a nice re- guy like I don't mind I don't want them to have to pay for a ride when I could just I didn't you know, right realize, down the street you know I didn't realize how stupid it was until after I said yes and I was like oh I'm definitely not gonna make this and I think I think, oh. I think Kate said something like you know like you're probably a serial killer I'm like no I'm not a serial killer you know and then yeah and she's like that's exactly what a serial killer is <laughs> I was like well yeah, you got me there. I was like, can't really defend that There's one. There's still time. You just gotta trust me. <laughs> There's still time. Jacob. So, takes us home. Doesn't murder us. I, I walk them to the door because you know, I think that's what you should that's do. That's a Which I thought was odd, but I mean, now. So and, and then the now door. looking back, I'm thinking that now they really think I'm gonna try to kill them because like <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to like get it. They're gonna have to, like open the door. I'm gonna sneak in and like. <laughs> So, but I'm, in my, like, mind, I'm like, no, I'm just doing the right things, you know, off the ride, blah, 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 not realizing there's a bunch of creeps out there and weirdos and, (laughs) uh, you know, use these tactics for for evil. This is the other, uh, part two of, um, not undecided, but... But, like, uh, differing stories. Differing of of opinions Mm -hmm. uh, that I, I gave her, I think I went to give her a hug, I don't know if we did hug, and then kiss, or she just, like, 
I felt like she went in for a kiss to me. I'm just like, game on. And then, she, <laughs> and then she thought that I went to kiss her. But I, I just remember thinking like, I never like, I'm usually, like, I'm confident and stuff, but I'm not that bold unless I just know for sure that she wants to kiss me. And then we go inside, and I am all giddy, and um, and I'm like, what just happened? And so we were, Kate and I were like laying in bed talking, and I was like, oh, I heard a ding. And it was like Mike, and he had sent me a message through Facebook just saying, like, it was nice to meet you. Hope we can hang out or something like that. I don't even know what it is. I just was confused by all of it. I was just like, I don't even know what to make of this guy. Like, he was just, yeah, it was different. So, what was going through your mind when she said, This, you don't want any of this? I don't know. I'm a widow with so much baggage. I I really don't know exactly what I was thinking, but I just know that uh, it it didn't even matter to me. I I don't think because that's that sucks that all that happened. But like you know, it has nothing to do with you. You didn't you didn't ask for that stuff. You didn't bring it upon yourself. You're just trying to deal with it. Who am I to hold that against you? You already you know I mean you're already dealing with so much stuff. A lot of guys can miss out on a great girl if they just, you know, can't look past certain things. Right. You know, that, that that's there. And uh, and everybody has baggage in some way or some sort. Some more than others. Faux show. And yeah. a lot of the times, like, you know, that stuff is, like, hidden and, and you don't, you know, find <laughs> it out till, till later. So I'm like, well, if this is the worst thing. I mean, it's, it sucks. It's unfortunate. But, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's nothing that she did. You know, nothing, yeah. you know she's just trying to move on. But we texted a lot, and I, I, the first time we hung out, I remember saying, I'm not sure if you think this is weird, but, like, do you want to come over and hang out after my kids go to bed? Because, like, I didn't have a sitter. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Yep."> <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bingo. I mean, Tinder Mike was like, I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> that was not where my head was. No, I know, I know, I know, and he's I like, I literally want to Netflix and chill. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yes, and that is all I want to do. The cool thing about 2020, even though it sucks, is, I mean, if it wasn't for COVID, I don't know if we would really be in a relationship. Or be in the spot that you are now. Being in quarantine and we got to spend so much more time together because yeah. we weren't mm-hmm. working. So, like, you know, I was going over there, like, every night. I mean, we we just spent talk, a lot of time together. Just talk about random stuff or, uh, you know, watch a bunch of Netflix, uh, like, documentaries and movies and different things. Like, the Love is Blind, which is hysterically bad. And <laughs> so Tiger good. King so and all, good. That, all that stuff. I think that just, like, really, like, brought us closer together. Then there was, like, this moment in quarantine where, I don't know, everybody got freaked out. And we really, truly were, like, making our bubble small. And so we didn't see each other for, like... Two, three weeks, something like that. Seemed yeah. it seemed like long time. So we Facetimed every night for like four hours, and um, talked about a lot of things. I mean, I don't know. I just think that uh, like near death experiences and the afterlife and aliens and ghosts and yeah. just like angel numbers and like all these like crazy you know things that most people would be like. That's, that's fucking bullshit, you know, it's made yeah. up stuff, whatever. You really believe that stuff? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I definitely I think do. early on, too, you sent me a podcast about suicide. She had something to say specifically about that, though. Well, she was, yeah, Rachel Stavis um, was on Chris Jericho's mm-hmm. podcast. and uh, Sponsor like, us? Yeah. <laughs> Talk is Jericho <laughs> on, uh, I think, Westwood One. <laughs> he has all kind of cool guests, but uh, she, I think she was on there at least twice, but the first one... I remember listening to it, and I'm like, this is so cool. And I'm like, I think this is something you like. And, and she talks about how she's like, um, she calls herself like the real life exorcist. And she would like, she could find like a, a negative energy and pull it out of people. Oh, cool. Like if she was working at a gym, she could, sometimes she could see like a 
like a face, like this demon face, some pop out of somebody, the back of somebody's Shut head. Shut the hell up. Yeah. She could just connect and see all these energies. And she says that these, these negative entities attach themselves to like negative energy. And yeah. the, the more, like if you're upset or pissed or whatever, they'll attach themselves to you and then they feed off of that. So they'll like amplify that. So you'll get yeah. even more, you'll act out even more. You'll right. get, be more mad or anything. I guess, you know, sometimes she cleanses these people and pulls it out. Well, positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like a definite, that's legit. I well, totally believe and, that. And, and one of the like things I looked for, this is so lame, but to me it's important. When I was dating was like, I would bring up podcasts. And and to me it was like, okay, so maybe not everybody reads, but you have to like, I mean, if you don't listen to po- I don't know. To me, I just didn't want to be with someone who didn't like have new knowledge, right? Right. And, and like want, try to better themselves. And want and, new knowledge. And, yeah. and so... We bonded over that and the fact that he had some to share with me and then I would share with him and he would actually fucking listen to them and I would listen to his and then we would talk and, you know, embarrassingly we went down the QAnon path. Yeah, that was... That was bad. That was some. Um, um, we, that was some. That was, that was a definite interesting part of Well, part the, of the, the conspiracy theorist in me is always open to hearing new things. So I'm like, hey, you never know. I mean, whatever. I mean, we... Uh, and then eventually you're like, yeah, okay. I, 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 I did a lot of deep diving rabbit holing. It was ridiculous. But, you know, we did it. We were there. Whatever. We um, lived to tell about it. So... <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like nothing that we ever said to each other was like it, it wasn't like who I don't want off limits yeah it was like oh that's interesting yeah and then listening more and I did I watched a lot of wrestling documentaries with you in the beginning do you remember that no yeah I do there was there's um this series called Dark Side of the Ring which is really good it's on Vice and it just it chronicles because there's like a lot of tragedy in wrestling and stuff mm-hmm. you know there is. dying early of drugs steroids whatever. And there's this really good series, and uh, each episode will will follow a certain wrestler. I'm like, I know you don't like wrestling, but like, just check it out. Even if you're not a fan, like we this is this is really interesting stuff. You know, it's cool stuff, and I give her like a little backstory on it. And yeah, she enjoyed. it. I was like, it's exciting that yeah. she likes something that I, like because I I love you know when somebody likes the same things as me. Yeah. It's, just, it's fun to experience and like share that together and have you know, be able to talk about it together. So I was really excited that you know she she enjoyed that. Yeah, so there was just, like, it was just very easy. Yeah, so at some point we had to look at each other and be like, should we, like, maybe not see other people, you know? And it was just, it was like, it was like a given, but at the same time, like, it was definitely a decision, I think, that had to be made Mm -hmm. that we had never intended to make. I guess that we realized, or I guess for me... I think I was a little bit more reserved and hesitant because I had, I never wanted to lose anyone again. So I never wanted to take care of anyone again. I never wanted to lose anyone again. I never wanted to, I just didn't want that in my life again. So I really didn't want to fall in love for for sure Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to hurt the way I was hurting ever again in my entire life. Right. So I was a little bit, I think even up until, oh God, Probably even like up until like a couple of weeks ago, I was still like, yeah, had some walls up. Well, well, she would tell me this stuff too. Like, I, yeah, I'm like, I think I'm really getting uh, connecting deeper with you. I'm just like, what, really? Like, that's just, I, I thought we were like good. Like, I'm like thinking where everything's fine. You're just like, oh yeah, now I like you or whatever. I'm like, what? <laughs> you serious? Well, okay. So for people who are just listening, this may be like your first podcast that you're listening to of ours. If this is your first time, I think it's important for people to know 
Scott's mental health situation. Yeah. To know how reserved you were and yeah. like your reservations in dating again. Scott was bipolar. Uh, uh, that's not who he was. So I don't. Right. I hate. Right. I hate leading he with that. He suffered from bipolar. He suffered disorder. from bipolar disorder. He um and psychosis. Perhaps the psychosis was even worse than the bipolar disorder, but. He was also, you know, a very big personality, an amazing guy who we had a really big love. We, you know, we, we loved each other hard. And, um, and so I spent most of my life taking care of him in a way of like, he took care of me. I shouldn't, you know, he definitely did when he was healthy, but managing his illness was exhausting. It was exhausting for him and it was exhausting for me. And then for it to end so tragically that he like left us. Um, we always knew that was a possibility, you know, all of that. I just, mm-hmm. the pain was just like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. And I just didn't want that again. I just, I, I didn't want to be hurt in that way. If I could keep everybody at bay, then you just can't hurt me. Like I right. can just shrug my shoulders and be like, fuck off. Right. You know, like, no thanks. Yeah. I, like I knew this was going to happen. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you know, so that's kind of where I was. I, I, didn't want to ever feel those big feelings again. Right. But I could tell every time that like part of the wall came down, you know, and we got closer because it just it was obvious. I could tell in like all kind of different ways. And he, persistence. He was so persistent because I was I did push him away multiple times. And not that like she wasn't great before that, but you could just tell it was like she was just like more relaxed or just more open, just not as not as I guess apprehensive to be close. Yeah. You know. And it just made everything better every time that happened. And I was like, like she said, I was like all in for like a while ago. <laughs> I don't remember the exact moment. Like, like you know, I think it was just January. A, it was yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like a culmination. It was like a combination of all kind of things. It, one after another. I'm just like, oh, this is great. And this is great. And it, so I really can't, I can't I think, narrow it down to one little thing. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just everything together. I think that you know some of the things I want to talk about is that what men do, women do when they're dating someone who has been hurt so badly, especially when someone's died, is that they are like, they're not persistent. They don't keep showing up. Right. And that's hard to do. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could get rejected or like realize that I'm two feet in and this person has like their pinky toe and have the foresight to know like that this is going to all end well, you know, in the end or trust it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, if you, that's one of the big things that I think you did is that you didn't give up. Like you kept going, not in a um, aggressive way at all. (laughs) (laughs) Love me, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, I, I think that a couple of the things I did want to share that I know other widows wish that they had been a partner, right? Would have been, you know, that the story where I went to Kalahari in January, took my daughter for her 10th birthday, which is insane. She just turned 11. Scott always did her birthdays. It was a big deal. We were trying to like do something different, but I also didn't, I wasn't the fun parent. I just didn't do this shit. Like, but I was going to suck it up, take her and her girlfriend. It ended up being horrendous. And, But I did it, and I did it with a smile. Um, But when we got there, it was very complicated. The parking situation, the unpacking, our room wasn't ready, like all this stuff. So I finally was like, okay, I'm going to go get our stuff. And I had to go find a cart, and then I had to find this. And then the cart, I lost my parking spot. I had to walk, like, across the street in the snow, blizzard. Like, by the time I'm walking back, I'm bawling my eyes out because I am like, I cannot fucking believe that this is on me to do this. Like, this was not my job ever. Right. 
I planned and paid for things. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't ride the slides. I didn't pull in the lo- or the um, luggage. I didn't park the car. I didn't do any of this stuff. That was so, that was like a huge, and I, and I was feeling guilty because I felt like I took advantage of the fact that I was like a princess. And I just like laid on the, you know, he would pour me a glass of wine, <laughs> put me in the room, lay down, know that it's quiet because I don't like people and noises. <laughs> And then he would leave and go figure the rest of it out. Anything that had to deal with people or loud situations. So I was feeling guilty that I never really appreciated that. And I'm laying in bed that night, kind of crying, texting Mike. And I don't know, I just decided to tell him all of this. And instead of being like, I don't know, there just could have been so many ways he could have been a dick about it. He Well, two things. He could have been a dick about it and just been like, get over it or mm-hmm. like ignored it. Even what I said. Or he could have been like, everything happens for a reason, Amy. Or something lame like that. I don't even know. <laughs> he could have given me one of the cliche lines, but instead he just really listened and then... Um, so this is a month or less than a month that this you've is known like each less, other. This is about a month. This is mm-hmm. a month that we've known each other. But instead, he comes back with this very thoughtful response of honoring Scott in his words, honoring me, really not ever downplaying any of it, like really acknowledging all of it, saying a lot of things that just were not... That was not a thing that people said to me. And it made me, like, look at the situation in a different... It wasn't like I was, like... He wasn't doing it, so he was, like, she'll like me more. Mm-hmm. It was healing for me because I was, like, okay. Like, I felt like I understood the situation a little bit better. I felt a little bit, like, I don't know. It, it wasn't about him. He didn't make it about him. Yep, that whole conversation that you and I had weren't wasn't about you. It was about being able to do this and also, like, you honored Scott and everything you well, said. I, I don't know. I don't remember everything I said, but I do remember... <laughs> um, because I say a lot of things all the time. It's <laughs> so, impossible to remember. But I, the one thing I do remember that, because you, you would point out that it meant a lot, was, uh, you know, I know she's being so hard on herself and, like, and saying how she, you know, she never really appreciated all the things he did for him and, you know, she, she never, like, really thanked him for it or, or whatnot or, you know, showed that she, you know, that she appreciated and cared and she felt terrible about it. And I was like, I guarantee that he probably felt the same way. Like if if he was oh, yeah. if he was in your shoes and you died, and he had to do all the stuff that yeah. you had to do, like you know That's making exactly the appointments, and just get everything set up. That stuff that he's like you know not as good at as mm-hmm. her, and it stresses him out. He probably you know feel the same way of like man, I never appreciated all the stuff you did. Yeah. So I was like, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Like you know, it, it just you're, you, it's you're, doing you're, doing you're doing fine. You're doing fine. You're doing great. And- and, you know, you guys were a team and, you you know, he had his stuff and you had your stuff. Like, you you didn't have to do all this stuff because it would be unfair if you had to do everything. It would be unfair if he had to do everything. So, I mean, you just had this, had it worked out in a way. So, just because you never did it doesn't mean you were ungrateful or anything. It's just... So, that was kind of a big moment for me. I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. Who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> What other attributes has he shown that have made your relationship grow and for you to know that it was safe to have a relationship again? I feel like because of the conversations we've had and because of the way that he has responded, in no way has he ever been jealous of my love for Scott and the fact that I will never stop loving him. As well, my kids will not either, you know. There was something about that that was so unique and special that I think I couldn't be with someone who couldn't accept the fact that I was like, that I had this 17, 18 years of life with this huge love, right? Right. Even though it was complicated, right? So he could say to me like, oh, he was abusive. He was this, he was that, you know, like, why would you even like think so fondly of him? Well, 
that's not how it went at all. He mm-hmm. understood, like, even if he didn't understand, he, he, he understood enough that I understood and accepted the fact that, like, Scott was ill. And that was the reason that I still stood by, and that's why we still were together. And so coming upon a year of, of Scott passing, which is a horribly hard milestone for so many reasons, one being that people think that once you've hit the year, it's over, and you're just like magically healed you've been through the first christmas and the first birthday yeah that's not true people but we were coming upon a year i knew it was going to be very hard for me and um about a month maybe before here's another thing i'm learning about him this was not i didn't know this then but i know it now the the man the man cannot wait for shit if he gets you something, if he surprises you with something, yeah. like it, it has to be the moment that the mail like hits the doorstep. <laughs> There's like ten gifts for him in my room in these millions of boxes. I don't feel the uh, like need to give to. I don't know. It's he gets excited, and he had every right to be excited for this one. Um, he did warn me, and maybe you want to tell about that. I kind of preface this whole thing. I'm like. Hey, I got, I got you something. I just want you to be aware. This is like this is like a serious thing. Like I'm not I'm not proposing or anything. It's not that serious, but like it, this is like a <laughs> intense gift, and I just want you to be like. Men- and she's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I mean, I can't. I don't want to explain the whole thing, but like you know, just I want you to be mentally prepared because this is going to be a very emotional." I open it up, and it's a um, glass like etching of Scott, me, Avery, and Lily, a family photo. And he told me later he, he really looked through the photos to find one that showed all of our personalities. But when you look through this thing, you can kind of see it 3D and it's and it lights up. And it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's almost like you took a moment and froze it in time. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how it feels when I yeah. look at it. I just remember, like, showing anyone and everyone who would listen, like, sending them messages. I was like, that guy that I'm seeing, like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, do you see what he just gave me? I was like, this is, this is, this is just not normal. And so, and in the best way, because I find that people, not just men, men and women are very insecure. And it took a very secure person to be like, yeah, like that's okay that you have this family portrait in glass, like displayed in your house forever and ever and ever, no matter how long we're together or not together. And I'm okay with looking at it every time I come over. Again, it wasn't about him and it wasn't about us. This was about me. Like, he was caring about me. I mean, it wasn't just you. I it guess was my, the kids. Yeah, my whole, I guess, thought was, uh, you know, I knew it was coming up on a year and I wanted to do something special because I knew how hard it was going to be on her and the kids, like the whole family. I knew there was a lot of rough times, but I knew there was a lot of good times too. And, you know, I also knew from talking to her that he was a great guy. He just had an illness. It's no different than stop having diabetes or why right, you have cancer right. or what's, yeah. you know, why, get, yeah. get rid of your Parkinson's. Or, why can't you, yeah. So I knew, you know, Just he felt happy. terrible anytime he went into these, had these episodes and stuff. And he, and if he did anything mean, he just felt like the worst person in the world and obviously didn't want to do that stuff. And I know like the last like moment of his life is like, you know, tragedy and terrible and sad. So I wanted, with all this grief and everything with the year coming up that they were just probably, you know, be sad and thinking about all the bad times. I was like, well, I want to get something, find like a good moment uh, where everyone looks happy as can be and just remember like, you know, this this was also him and, you know, yeah, you guys had good times too and, and hopefully bring some kind of, you know, smiles to the occasion instead of just being, you know, upset, so... Again, have I'm nothing to do with all the feels. Like, I'm just, right? Yes. So, th- I think a big thing to point out is that 
when you are dating someone who is feeling broken and who has gone through a terrible tragedy and has lost their spouse, that you are acknowledging that that spouse existed, that that man was a real part of her life, that he was the father to these kids and was her husband and was amazing and... Yes, it was complicated, but, I mean, you guys made it for almost 20 years. Yeah. And the acknowledging his existence. I know. Well, the fact that, you know, other guys don't, I just, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. I think people are uncomfortable sometimes, though. I mean, I get I get that. I get, you know? It's definitely, like, a like a tough situation, and uh, it's not always easy for me. I, it's not like I don't accept it or I'm not, you know, okay with it. It's just, like, some, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, especially early on, it was tough, like, because I always had these th- thoughts, like, you know, she could be, like, the most mm-hmm. important person in the world to me, but, like, why always be, like, second fiddle? Why, will I ever be able to... Right. You know, I, I don't want to make it a competition. Will there be a will there be a fair balance of love? Will I just be like pretty good? Well, I never can right. live get, up to live the, up to yeah. this. So I mean, it's, it hasn't been like super easy, but I you know I try try my best. You but know? in the midst of those thoughts and feelings, you still like showed up and did all of those things. Yeah. For me as a person. Yeah. Yeah. So that's big. And that is Huge. rare, and I know it's rare, and I and I feel like if other widows are listening, like, I know you haven't found that yet, but I, tr- I just feel like it's out there. It is out there. There are men out there like this. Yeah. I mean, I I married one. You've you know found one. Like, they are out there, and I think that a lot of times I've been cynical in the past, but I I go through in waves. So right now I'm in a high wave, <laughs> where I feel like. There are good, like a lot of good people out there that those good people sometimes just don't know the right things to say or do, and that that's okay. Just maybe like ask, or if you don't know what to say or you don't know what to do, and you are interested in a person who has this kind of quote unquote baggage, that you could just say, like, What can I do to be better, a better partner for you? Yeah, how can I be a good partner for you? Because I really like you, I really enjoy spending time with you, and I don't want to lose that. To be completely honest, I feel uncomfortable and I don't know what to say. Like, just be and honest. The thing that makes it, I think, work real well is we have like such, such great communication. And yes, she doesn't have to tell me, like, this, this is what you could do to make it better. Yeah. I just listen to, she tells me things that she enjoys and likes and I just take note of it and I try to do those things and then she does the same for me, you know? And with the, and with the whole past relationship thing, like I said, like I was, you know, with my ex for 10 years and I know when I was talking to like other girls I was dating, like if I would just bring up like, like, oh, this was cool, you know, I remember doing this with her and they would get mad, like, what, don't we talk about your ex? I was like, well, I mean, that's like, it's or, 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 or seeing see, see yeah. a picture, yeah. like why you show me a picture? I'm like, yeah, Every picture I took in like last decade, like was yeah. with like probably with her. Like I didn't really have yeah. like selfies or anything. I'm I'm not like on you know on the dating apps or just doing. There's always pictures of family. Here's dad, my whatever. abs. So I was like, I don't, you know, like that's just like we had great times, we had bad times, didn't work out. But it's not fair to just totally disregard and, and not acknowledge like good times you had in your life, no matter yeah. who they were with. So yeah. I didn't like you know when that happened to me. I'm like I'm not gonna do it to somebody else. I don't care what the situation was. Especially being the fact that she's been with him for twenty years, like, yeah, who, who, what am I supposed to do? Expect her not to like uh, forget the last twenty years existed? That's like mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, you know, of course, you know, it, it was there, and it was there was good times, and bad times. So just you, you have to acknowledge it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and maybe you want to talk a little bit about uh, so not just me did he keep showing up for, but he kept showing up for my kids, kids whose 
like a mom or dad has died are very wounded children. Sure. And broken, and they're difficult. And um, my daughter was not nice for a long time, and still sometimes I, I shouldn't say that was not nice. Now when she's not nice, I can I, I'm learning that this is a banter that she had with Scott that ah, she's reinventing with Mike. I see. And it made me uncomfortable when she did it with Scott, and it makes me uncomfortable when she does it with Mike. <laughs> But it's it's out of love. It's how she it's it's the only way she knows how to relate to the male figure in her life because mm-hmm. that's what her and her dad did. So I should have like when I first started seeing it happen, I should have been like, oh, this is good. But it's not. I was like, ah! <laughs> you know. And um, oh god, you just can't. You cannot get offended by by the, children. by yes. the children's yes. like desired not de- desired for you not to be there or yeah. like right. Uninterested in you. And like I said, it doesn't bother me because I just, I always try to put myself in everybody's shoes and like, you know, how would I feel if I was them? Right. Of course, like, you you went through all this stuff, you lost your dad, you know, and now this other guy's here. That's hard. So I I didn't expect for it to, you know, everything be fine off the bat. You know, I know everybody's younger, so, you know, it's a little different with him, but, you know, Lily, like, you know, she's older. It's gonna, it's gonna Mm be, it's gonna take some time. She is an old soul too, so. Right. Yeah. Right. It's going to yeah. take a lot. Yeah, she's like 11 going on 18 right I know. Now. You know, the, way, like she, the way she 30, talks. 38, yeah. 30, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we had, some, we had some real turning points, but before that, there could you could have just given up on her. Like, you could have just said... Uh, I couldn't do it. I know. First of all, I mean, I'm not... If I just totally gave up on that and said, ah, oh, fuck this chick or whatever, you know, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Because he called <laughs> Lily a chick. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, how how would this relationship ever work if there was all this bad blood tension? Mm-hmm. Even if there was on her end, I couldn't have it on mine because like I can't hold that against her. I know what she's getting through. So, yeah. I, a lot of times I realize it's not it's not like really me. It's just like the idea of me or like just it could be anyone in my position. It doesn't matter who they are; they would get the same treatment. So I was like, it's not like a a personal attack. So I'm not gonna take it like a personal attack. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just gonna take it easy and uh, you know. So slow, he backed, slow play it or yeah. Whatever. So he backed off when he needed to, and he was persistent. And then I think there was a there was a nice turning point when you made when you built her bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before that, I tried to I tried to do things, and I I don't think that really came through. Like I knew she was. She loved art, and I heard of, like, art therapy and everything. So I found, like, these two things. I found this one, this paint-by-numbers thing, and then there was this other thing. I think it was, like, a picture. It's like I think it came with two pictures, but it's, like, this this black canvas, know, canvas thing. thing, and then uh, the, the table. It was very like, thoughtful. Up, it was extremely you know. thoughtful, and she was like, eh. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought at least she'd be like, oh, this is really cool, but she'd no sold it. Like, that's a wrestling term. She'd like, she'd no sold the hell out of it. Like, yeah. oh, cool. All right. <laughs> just, just so you don't feel as bad, she did that to Scott, like, constantly until she was like, Dad, quit buying me shit I don't want. <laughs> just, okay. I mean, I think we, we missed that whole part of this is that there's so many similarities between Scott and Mike that it's uncanny. And that's part of it, is they love to surprise their ladies with things they've listened to and they've heard, and then yeah. they, like... Well, then, then I, I uh, struck out again on... I gave her a... Well, I was going to give her for Christmas, but then I, I, I got her something else for her birthday, but didn't come in the mail yet, so then I, was, I already had this in the mail, so I was like... A, and it's this really, like, nice gift stabilizer, I believe. And, no, Mike- I, and I knew she was, like, really into TikTok and things like that, and I thought she would really love it. Like, you know, you could do all this stuff, and... 
she hated it like big time <laughs> and she shit on me like hard oh like why gosh. like you think you really think i'd like blah 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 like just went like ran like cut a promo on me you know like wrestling style and i'm like <laughs> i just took it and i knew like the second i, I made her like i had her watch this video of like what it did because I, I wanted i couldn't really explain it all like if i just she opened it up so i was like i'll watch you know just watch this and this guy will explain it i could just tell when she's watching it she's just like you, they can't see what i'm doing no they like, can't see what you're doing. <laughs> For the two people in the room, that's what I'm. But they, she was just she like, like put her head down. She was like bit. looking at the phone like so close. I put her head down, just like kind and of like kept I, looking up at me and rolling her eyes, like a, what the. F- and oh I was like gosh. so bummed. I know. I was really babe. bummed because I really wanted to like it, and not not just the fact that she didn't like it, that I couldn't give her like a really cool gift. Like I wanted her to get an awesome gift and something she really liked, and I was like, man, I fucked up. Like usually I'm really good at gift giving, and I like totally. Screwed the pooch on this one. So yeah, Lily's Lily's a hard nut to crack, but she has these moments of of sweetness with him that like we thought. Remember when we were saying when she hugged you after you um, built the bed? We were like, oh god! Like the, we wanted the reality TV cameras to come out and catch it because it was yeah. like this moment where I was just like, this would never happen. It's like on the office, like it's happening. Yeah. it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, you know, we decorated. Christmas tree, yeah. and she like went with me to to Lowe's to get some Christmas lights. There, there's a couple moments in the last like uh, I guess a month or something yeah. that was like really. really she was cool. telling you all about her Christmas ornaments when she was a baby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's Christmas like, is gonna be tough though. Christmas yeah. is probably the hardest yeah holiday to go through when you've lost someone. Yeah. So don't beat yourself up, man. No, I know, I know. I well, just I'm just happy for like the the good moments, and I just you know I just wish like if I knew like this magic formula, just make everything better, everything's fine, and you know yeah. everybody happy, I would do it. But like you know, so if if you've listened to our bonus episode, yes. you will know that I have said about Mike that he's a fixer. Yeah, he wants to fix it all. Well, even Avery said it calls me the fixer man. He does. Aww. He does. And it's li- more literal though, because I just yeah, fix things around the yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it could be like. And Lily put us in our own Netflix container of uh, like you know profiles. Yes. Fixer man, booty woman. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> so we have our shared account. Yeah. So not giving up is a big thing. Not getting hurt feelings is a huge deal because. Kids, when they're dealing with grief, just, well, I think probably I have done things, too. I think anyone dealing with grief says some things that, like, aren't nice and, like, pushes away or responds in a way that's not appropriate. Put I don't know. Yeah, or put yeah. the wall back up. Yeah, so one of the things is is just sticking around and standing strong and not, like, giving up. Mm-hmm. I just knew she was worth sticking around for, so. Aww. Mike. <laughs> I mean, why, why else? If you weren't, would I still be here? I don't like, know. Fuck this, no. <laughs> no, really. I mean, no. I mean, like I said, I'm not blame. I can't blame anybody for the way you know the way they feel when they go through these um, situations. And I know, like you know, we had this connection that I n- never really felt with anybody. That uh, and I and I think that another part for me that allowed me to like drop down the walls is something that Lily said. She said, "If Dad was here, he'd be really good friends with Mike." Yeah. And Scott was picky about his people. And it's true. They would have been friends. And I just feel it like, and this is a whole nother topic, but I, I do feel Scott saying like, this is, this is, this is a good one. This and I, good, and, yeah. and Mike and I both believe that he had a hand in us finding each other mm-hmm. because it's so random. I needed so many particular things mm-hmm. for this second life of mine. Yeah. And he was all of them. So what allowed you? So, like, we know why you stuck around Mike. But what allowed you to eventually be able to say, I, you know, like, I'm good. I feel safe. And you said, because for him being persistent. 
but you said it up until a couple weeks ago. So, like, what <laughs> happened? I thought you said that, like, a month or two ago, until a couple weeks ago. I'm like... <laughs> now, now <laughs> let, let me clear it up. I've said it multiple times, uh, no, okay? I because I don't realize how many walls I have up. So, it's like one wall comes down, you're like, like okay, my onion. walls come down. It's and like then, an onion. I, I, think, don't... I think, honestly, she thinks that, like, I'm, like, totally open. Speaking as her, like, she's totally yeah. open. Until something else happens. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, shit, I didn't realize I, I was... Totally I was open. closed off mm-hmm. to that part. kind of yeah. closed off with air, yeah. too. Time. I think getting to spend time together, the more time we spend together. Um, well, you did say it was big, like, when we, like, would travel together, because you said yeah. that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah, that was... She it. had it in her mind, it was going to be terrible, all these fights and stuff. I'm, and I was like, no, nah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And, like, she's, like, stressing about it, and I never stress about really anything, so she... I remember the texts prior to traveling together. Yeah, like, You're like, this will be it. This will be the telling situation. (laughs) I told everybody that. I was like, you didn't even know... He didn't even know that Vegas was, like, make it or break it for us. No, I think she even told me, it was like, oh, this is gonna be... And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll have a good time. (laughs) You know? And and when we get back, I was like, yeah, it was fun. No issues, right? Everything everything was cool. It was great. You're like, Yeah. Like, it was fantastic. And, yeah, I mean, we just kept having these moments of, like, amazingness that, you know, there are things because Mike doesn't have mental illness in the same ways. Sure. Same ways as Scott. Because that's not there, we can have a different kind of relationship. Yeah. So what I appreciate is the equality. I appreciate the fact that neither one of us have to, like, parent each other. Mm-hmm. I appreciate really, like, just the fact that we're both going to show up all the time. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know. I don't know why I stuck around. Like, I, I really just, I at one point, I mean, I know that I just fell in love again. Yeah. That makes me so happy. I know. I know. <laughs> and I think that, you know, some people have big love once or zero. <laughs> yeah. I get it two times. And I feel very um, blessed to have that. The reason that I ended up having to leave Scott was because his illness was overtaking the safety of my kids. Yeah. Right. Our kids. Right. And, and I knew that I, he wanted me, my Scott wanted me to protect our children. So whoever came into our lives had to be, like, legit, like, amazing, you know? Like, yeah. You can't you can't give up on my kids, and mm-hmm. so you know watching that was a big thing. I don't know. I just feel like you've shown up in great ways for me, and then I, you know it sounds like I haven't done anything. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, stop! No, because we don't have these issues that Scott and I had. I can love him in different ways, and I and I say this a lot. Scott would love who I have become. Mm-hmm. I have become much more open to things we went away with his friends to deep creek everyone was like what are you doing i couldn't believe it (laughs) i was like no you're not my dad was like amy i just don't think this is a good idea because i don't do well with people a hole up in the room yes with a book yes and not interact i just i told her like well she already met my friends before that i'm like like they're great they'll love you like you know it's different than a weekend man well yeah i know but i'm like look everything's be fine like and i even told her i I think i told you i didn't i meant like you know if you do get stressed out or whatever that's fine just go in the room just read a book and just cool off it's no pressure and what he really told me was how and he told me this from the very beginning how important his friends were to him so because I had fallen in love with him, I was right. like, 
I'm going to love him in this way. This is not like, what I want to do with my weekend. I couldn't imagine. But like, I'm going to do this. Like, I didn't want to be the guy that, like, you know, he's hanging out with his friends, but then, like, the girl would never come around. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and then I have to, like, either make up some excuse for, like, oh, she's busy, or that's what I wanted. Like, I didn't want. But I did it. I made small talk. Yeah. I went in places where Mike wasn't. Now, we have to really go back. Scott, he's probably like, why now, Amy? <laughs> because, like, when we would go to a party, I would, like, literally be, like, attached to his hip. Because I was like, do not fucking leave me or I will go away. I will go sit in the car. Because I just couldn't do it. I have social anxiety. I don't like people. I, I love people. You have done, like, a total 180, though. And I can Aww. see it. I remember those times. And I remember parties and bigger situations and things where you would completely withdraw back completely. and pull, well, that- pull back. So I'm just wondering what the difference is. The difference with Mike, I don't have to take care of Mike. Yeah. Mike can handle his own. He's not going to flip out. He's not going to like lose his mind on anyone. He's not going to like. So you aren't on high alert. I was not on high alert because it wasn't my responsibility to make sure that he did A, B, C, and D. Right. So I could enjoy myself or I could try to work on myself in these other ways. Mm -hmm. So. That would be one thing. And then the other thing, I mean, I just feel like it's not that I didn't love Scott enough to hang out with his friends. I just knew that his friends brought out the side of him that then turned into mania. Yeah. And I had to deal with the aftermath. Uh And so maybe I was resentful for that because it was me that was left there to deal with it. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And when we were there at Deep Creek, I did feel loved in a way that I haven't since Scott was here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like creature comforts that I have. I'm, oh, I am a princess. I don't know. There's really no way around it. I <laughs> no, just am. And, and, and you said you like don't like creatures to have it, but then in a way I you, am. Do, you do have it. I do. I so like, all the shit that you don't like, you actually really do. I, like. I, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I really am particular about my coffee. And I, I cannot handle life in the morning without good cool. coffee cool. that I like. So Mike got up every day and went into town and got me the coffee the way I wanted it. Okay. He showed up Before work. and he, he left Starbucks drinks for us and he, he got hers right with the strawberry frappuccino with a scoop of dragon fruit, scoop of, uh, or no, I'm sorry, pump of uh, raspberry because it's a TikTok drink. And <laughs> she texted me pictures and she was like, look what Mike did. Mike was here. Did you know Mike was coming? He got my drink perfect. It's perfection. I know it's probably hard for some people to be like, you're a year and a half out. How could you possibly be here? But I truly believe that this was brought from Scott. Yeah, it's really not normal. I don't think. I wasn't I expecting to feel this way at all. No. And I know she wasn't. No. Listen, love and, and, has no timeline. And the, cra- the crazy thing is that, like, she changed like that, 180, like you said, right? I guess I changed a lot, yeah. too. Cause, but we changed without giving each other ultimatums. Yeah, like, we both wanted to Which was be better, tell each other, and we just did it for ourselves and for the other person. Like, we just wanted to be better Like I Like, and I would have wanted... stayed with him if he continued to procrastinate and not make lists. He would have stayed with me had I not, like, been great with his friends. But we loved each other so much that we were like, all right, let's just give this shit a try. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh uh-huh. What's your advice then? What do you want to tell other widows or other women who are in a spot of brokenness but are wanting to get out there and find a partner? Take it slow. Um, I think that it's really important to know their character before you jump into it. Um, Everybody should have chapter two. 
That's what we call it in Widowlands. Yeah, sure. We call it Chapter 2. <laughs> um, but everybody should have Chapter 2 because you aren't dead. No. Um, and your spouse is going to want you to live a big life and love again. So I guess, you know, as you open your heart up, really try to, like, not reclose it um, as you slowly do it. It's, it is tricky with your kids. And, you know, we all talk about in the widow world not introducing until this, this, and this, and being sure that we're protective of their hearts. Um, so find someone, you know, that you know their heart, and you know that, like, that, that they don't have any ill intention to, mm-hmm. like, to do that. So I'm still, I'm here. There is, just so everyone knows, like, I don't have any guarantee that he's not going to die tomorrow. Right. I don't have any guarantee that he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, i not in love with you anymore. I mean, I know you're not going to do that. Not but I mean, but not I mean, not going to do it. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Did you want to do more? <laughs> no, nah, that's all I really got. <laughs> he just wanted to get his Trump in. That, no, no, that's no, not that's Trump. Not, that's oh, George. Well, that's that's George H.W. Bush. That's, Sorry, that's, they all sound exactly the same to me. That's Dana Carvey doing George H.W. <laughs> Bush. So it's I'm actually an up. impersonation of Dana Carvey. Yeah. Impersonating yeah. George Yeah, <laughs> it's like an inception, uh, <laughs> inception of um, impersonations. Oh my so I, I am still but taking a risk. Oh my God. I know, I know there it is. I know there it is. There it is. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So, Everyone tells me how great it is. The best, best, the best believe ever. Me, believe me, they say. And it's huge, nobody does huge, huge, huge. Anyways, um, <laughs> there is always a risk. And don't do it until you're ready. I, I should also say, this is very, very important, that I worked my ass off in therapy. I read every book. I did my crying nights. I mean, I grieved so hard and I worked through it and... Um, I wrote through it and I talked through it. Um, you can't, you can't get into it if you're still in that spot. You yeah. just can't. Right. Like you can't. And I wasn't there. And the fact that he stuck around while I was still like crying with pictures and laying in my bed all night, you know. Yeah. Um, he wasn't there because again we move slow, right? Right, right? So it was just this, you know, at a distance he was seeing this. Or, anyways, work through your shit first. Yeah. If you went through a divorce, work through your shit first. Like. Don't and, and I appreciate her honesty because you know oh. she didn't tell me all these things and was open with me about what she was dealing with and how she was feeling. I wouldn't have known. Like I wouldn't. I would probably yeah. have been able to tell she was sad, but I wouldn't. You would have thought it I, might have been something you did. Yeah, I wouldn't know how. To, so communication is key. I mean, huge. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's you gotta really be open, you know you gotta number one. It is. It's number one, and and making sure that the other person knows that you're. You know, we he knows that grief comes in waves. Mm-hmm. And and I could be as happy as can be with him and our new life, and all of a sudden get hit with a wave. Yep. And I miss Scott like so bad, or some memory triggers, and I have to tell him because it's like, he, otherwise he's gonna think something's wrong with us, mm-hmm. or you know, and 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 so far, and I don't believe that's a change. He's not taking offense to that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it, sometimes it is hard, though, because then you think, you know, is she not love me? Like, if she misses him, is she rather, I mean, that means, like, she'd rather him, him be here than me? Is that, like, what it is, you know? Or, you know, am I just, like, this replacement guy? Like, I'm good enough because he can't be here. You know what right. I mean? That's what you'll think sometimes. But I know it's that's not really what it is, you know, and, like, especially over time, like, learning. Realize it's just, you know, it's just... She's just sad at it all, how it all went down. And, you know, yeah. they were, and I know they weren't together, you know, whenever he died anyway. So it's like, you know, I can't think of it that way. 
know. It's just complicated. And I and I can be all the things. I can feel both things. I'm in love yeah. with Mike and I love Scott. Like Remember what Taylor said? Yes. Grief and joy can That's coexist. right. They coexist. Mm-hmm. And they do. That's our story. Yeah. I have no regrets. None. No regrets. None. No regrets. No regrets. Back. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. Lawyer. <laughs> spelled correctly. Yeah, Warrior I think, yeah, I, I definitely learned about myself and everything from the, the past relationships and learned, like, you know, things that I did well and things I didn't do well. Don't and repeat. Took, and took that <laughs> this next stage of life. A true relationship is two imperfect people refusing to give up on each other. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for joining us and talking about your relationship and being super open and vulnerable. Love it. Mm -hmm. No problem. But there be some therapy on your ass, fool! (laughs) You better believe we're using that. Yeah. (laughs) We are are totally using that. That was great. This episode was brought to you by Amy Baumgartner and Sarah Simone. Production and editing for this podcast by Sarah Simone. Our theme song was written and produced by Vince Cassis and performed by Sarah Simone. If you have a topic around mental health that's been weighing on you, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. We appreciate your reviews on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to bring you episodes just like this. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unqualified Therapists Inc. Until next week, friends, remember, hold on. We're gonna make it.